Welcome, everybody, back to the um, Word Living Podcast. We've been away for a couple of weeks, but we have returned, and we return with some great news, okay? Um, it's Keith Anderson speaking, okay, the founder of Word Living Mental Health, and joining me this evening is Kat Davis, my co-host for the last year or so. Actually, Hi, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Kat, now we go back in 2018, I think, doing do these, don't we? I think I said 2017. Oh, 2018 with the podcast, 2017 with the blog. Oh, exa- yeah. You've been around for four years or so, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and contributing and wonderfully. Okay. Now, now oh, we, we have somebody else joining the team tonight. We are super excited to announce that Katie Campo has joined the podcasting team. Hi. Hi, Katie. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? Very well, thanks. Good to have you on board for sure. Now, now, Katie's history is, is sort of like Cass with the word living. She's been around for four years or so as well. Okay, contributing at, in many levels. The blog, I think, originally, Katie, I think you wrote for it a bit. Yep. Look after Tumblr for a, for a, a year or more. Okay. You oh, attended yeah. the conference and such. You know, you've done some, <laughs> some phenomenal you know, work with word living as well. Okay. So when the opportunity arose, for you to get involved, okay, I thought, yeah, this is my Katie, okay, and you were you know, great to, to, to join up, and well, here we are tonight. Now, yeah, thanks we are for having going... me. Well, hey, super. Um, so, tonight, we're going to discuss sort of some introduction of all of us, to some extent, okay? I think it's important that we share our, our personal journeys. Word Living is basically a safe online community of, of peer support okay we share our our, our, our journeys okay our, our challenges our accomplishments as well okay um and that's what made we're living what it is okay we everybody has is is, is, is come forth and and participated contribute as best they can um and well here we are so i think katie since you are like the new kid in the block if you will okay <laughs> we're gonna ask you to tell us who are you who am I? That's a very philosophical question oh, to begin with. The, the simple um, questions are, are the big ones. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am a 24 year old Canadian girl um, from Ottawa, Ontario. Um, I live with severe obsessive compulsive disorder and I have lived with that disorder since I was a child. Um, probably since I was around seven or eight years old. And I also lived with uh, some abdominal pain that was associated with um, psychosomatic disorder, meaning that I had such so much anxiety going on with my OCD that it, the stress of it sort of transmitted into physical pain. So I grew up with a lot of compulsions and intrusive thoughts and a lot of stomach pain. And uh, in 2013, I received uh, some therapy in the form of cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, which is a form of therapy that exposes the individual to their intrusive thoughts and their fears and encourages them to deal with them head on. Um, Since then, I have developed uh, anorexia in around 2015 and my OCD and anorexia have sort of worked together to make things kind of difficult. But since then I have, you know, fluctuated with weight. I have developed restrictive diets 
habits as well as other uh, compulsions around exercise and whatnot. Um, and since then, I have been put on two medications to manage my OCD and anorexia. And I have dealt with uh, suicidality as well on the, as all of that was going on. And between my disorders and living with them, I have attended post-secondary education in uh, Wolfville, Nova Scotia at Acadia University. I did my undergraduate degree in sociology and pursued a master's in sociology at Acadia where I studied mental health and illness uh, specifically based on, you know, my experiences. And I became very interested in policy and how policymakers define severe mental illness and how that sort of influences uh, policies. So I like to think that I took what I've lived through and made my own passion out of it and made something good out of it. And I like to think that I'm quite a mental health advocate. And fortunately, I've had these opportunities through Worth Living to put my story out there and to connect with other people who um, are experiencing similar disorders, mm -hmm. similar stories. Sure. And so that's been kind of uh, my background wrapped up in like five minutes. <laughs> I don't know how, what else to say. Uh, you you yeah. can probably take five hours and talk about it, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, we are limited, I guess, uh, in, in, with some time perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, I have one question if I don't, if I can jump in. Absolutely. Um, can you, I'd really like to, to hear you explain um, how the combination, combination of having OCD and anorexia like how that compounded and then also I have never really understood outside of a textbook what obsessions versus compulsions are so I would love to hear like from a, a person who's really experienced it as opposed to reading a textbook what that means absolutely I'll start with the first question so um, OCD and anorexia are kind of like cousin disorders and they both focus on negative thoughts. Um, for anorexia, that may end up particularly being about body image. And in order to deal with those thoughts, uh, in order to cope, people with OCD and anorexia rely on rituals, compulsions, other in other words. And so I guess I'm answering both questions at once, but basically, anorexia anorexia and OCD like they they both deal with the similar sort of like anxieties that just transfer into I need to fix this issue by applying some sort of compulsion and an example of that would be a fear of gaining weight and therefore in order to deal with that fear would be to exercise or diet, but in a very specific way. So I found that people with OCD and anorexia rely on specific numbers and specific uh, patterns that sort of help them ease the tension. Um, and the way that's translated for my own personal experience is that it, it's they kind of feed off of one another. I found that when my OCD was starting to dwindle down, 
that all of a sudden my intrusive thoughts, my fears became not about the people around me, but they became about my body image itself. And it became about developing new compulsions, uh, new coping strategies to deal with that. And for myself, that meant restricting my diet and it meant uh, picking up more exercise and Sometimes it also meant self-harming in order to like feel okay with my body and be in my body. I have no idea if that actually answered your questions or not. <laughs> no, that was great. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, that really helps me out. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, cause I, I'm the same way, Kat. And, you know, I didn't understand completely like, what OCD is or was. Okay. And until recent years when I got you know, into mental health work, and I learned, I learned a little bit, but here's, like, you know, like you, Katie, okay, explained it so well, okay, from your own, from your own personal experience, okay, but, you know, I would suggest well, from, from the academic knowledge that you now have, that must come, come mm. in, into the description as well, I would suggest. Yeah, a little. Okay. No. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's interesting, okay, I like to learn, okay, it's, it's, one thing I've, I've, pardon the pun okay one thing i've learned is that i learn pretty much every day in mental health okay you know, you know what what we, we've all lived through okay and, and i've you know the challenges that we all face it's it's you know like i always say hey we're still here okay i think that's so important to acknowledge as well like yeah 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 absolutely yeah. so cat my turn i know who you are Okay, but maybe, <laughs> but, but maybe other people may not. So, hey, who are you? Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I'll start how Katie started with um, childhood. Um, I would say that my mental health symptoms started when I was around 13 or 14, and I started self-harming. I started cutting myself. Just would It almost felt like a blackout. I wouldn't remember anything about it. I have to this day, don't know how many times I've done it, but I still have the scars on my body. Um, I'm 23 now, so nine years from nine or 10 years from when I started. Um, luckily, I have not done that since I was properly diagnosed, but for a long period of my life, that was the only thing I knew about my mental illness because I was able to hide that insanity um, and no one saw it. So there was no reason for me to go to therapy um, for a long time. I didn't talk about it at all. I finally went to therapy and I was told that there was nothing wrong with me. So that really sent me back a few years. But finally, I had my biggest breakdown to date when I was 19 years old. Um, I was, I just completely melted. I was stressed about school. I was stressed about a breakup. I was just so overwhelmed, so not in control of my feelings. And I just exploded and I spent the next month two months, three months, um, in and out of psychiatric facilities. And finally I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And once I was diagnosed in that, like, I will remember the moment for the rest of my life. I was sitting in front of this psychiatrist in this hospital, um, terrified, but for some reason, just being diagnosed just made it all okay. Because once I had the the answer than I knew how to solve how to solve it um and I was able to do so I stabilized six months after my diagnosis I'm still on medication he was told that he told me that I'd be on medication for the rest of my life I'm totally okay with that 
Um, my medicine makes me gain weight. My medicine makes me sleep a lot more than um, I usually would. And it is all a thousand percent worth it. I am stable, happy. I still fluctuate because bipolar disorder, like they say, you're hardly ever stable. You're just fluctuating between mania and depression. So I always, I'm always fluctuating. Luckily um, for myself, my meds keep me at a um, hypomanic level most of the time, um, <laughs> which my friends laugh at and say, man, that'd, that'd be the best way to live. Just a little, a little on top all the time. And in a lot of ways it is pretty nice because I just know how bad it can get. Mm-hmm, so sure. I'm very happy with where I am now. Um, I just graduated from college. I'm applying to medical Ooh. school. Good for you. So, yeah. I mean, it, I turned my whole life around in the best possible way. And mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful that I have the courage to speak about it now. Because, I mean, for years and years and years, the self-harm was just something that I could never admit to. Mm-hmm. So, and it's still hard for me to, but here we are. <laughs> well, it, it is the same place to talk about it, though, as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like we 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 all have challenges in terms of mental health. Okay. Well, we all have mental health to start with. Okay. And the three of us, we've had challenges with it. And I think, you know, some things are similar. Some things are different, perhaps between between all of us. But I think there's a, a common theme as well. Okay. You know, um, you know, Kat and I have done a few podcasts. Okay. And, and she always comments and, she, and she's spot on. That um, you, know, you know, Keith, you and I were different ages, different countries, different backgrounds, but we do have some uh, a connection in terms of mental health. Okay, absolutely, and and that's what's what makes a, a safe place. We understand, we respect each other, we have empathy for each other, and that's what we're trying to put forth for other people. Yes, to, definitely. To and well. Keith, you're super good about making sure that worth living in general is a safe space. Um, I know we've had a couple of instances of problem problems but we've been able you've we've been able to solve them and you've really spearheaded that to make sure all of worth living is safe so thank you i definitely that helps a lot good yeah it's it's yeah it's and like for all of it it takes work right whether we Mm -hmm. do worth living online or whether we look after our own lives as well i mean there's there's like people say how did i get healthy and Mm. a big part of that i worked hard I worked hard. <laughs> it's yeah. It still work. It still work. You're spot on. Yes. It still work. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Definitely. Any questions for me, anyone? I have a question. I'm not sure if you're able to answer it. Cause like you said, you're self-harming a lot of it. You don't remember. I was going to ask if you have any idea of what could have possibly triggered it. I actually do remember that. And that's because I, when I was diagnosed, I did a lot of writing. I actually wrote a memoir that I hope to publish one day, but that gave me a lot of clarity and I was able to to figure that stuff out because I was living in the midst of it being um, in therapy and just bringing it back. And it was, I mean, honestly, it's every like parent's worst nightmare. I just gotten my first laptop. So I was allowed to be um, in my room by myself on the computer, my parents weren't looking uh, over my shoulder. And I was talking to one of my friends who was really upset. And she said, look, I tried it. I, I tried to cut myself. I hated it. I'm never going to do it again. But I did it. And that was the first time the thought even occurred to me. And I don't know um, if she ever did it again. But I 
tried it for the first time that day and then it spiraled and for years and years that was something I did so I do remember that (laughs) yeah you do I remember the first time and I remember the last time and then everything in between is blurry sure yeah No, thank you for sharing with that. I know cutting within the mental health community is also like a very taboo Mm. topic. Yes. So I think it's like, it's very brave whenever people are willing to talk about it and be open about it. Yeah. Because that is a a part of every, not everybody, sorry, many people's Mm. uh, mental health challenges. And so it does, it does definitely need to be addressed more. I think. Thank you. Yeah, I agree Thanks. completely. Okay, with 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 that comment, Katie. Yeah, I I don't see it discussed often at all. I mm-hmm. I've only talked about it. I would say less than half a dozen times. Sure. And one of that was in um, the anthology that I was a contributing author for, and that was tough because I was like, this might be the biggest platform I've ever had. Am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. But I, it's always so worth it. Sure. But it's still hard. And I only mm-hmm. talked about it with my therapist a few times. Yeah hardly ever talked about with my friends it is totally taboo and but it's crazy because I don't think I mean I'm like a short five four girl I have blonde hair happy life happy family and I don't think anyone would ever suspect me Mm -hmm. or honestly anyone like there's always the archetype of like dark hair dark features you know like (laughs) eyeliner under the (laughs) eye like yeah. emo is <laughs> the word that's thrown around and that is certainly not the case at all sure. yeah. Mm. yeah that's important to share then you... and that was a lot of stereotyping i just want to preface that i don't believe in any of it yeah. but yeah. when you read about stuff it comes up again and again it's all stereotype and that is completely false yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah thanks for sharing really because it, it is a, a difficult topic okay I, I need to share okay you know um, um Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Good on you for sure, Kat. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thank that. you. No, no. All right, Keith, your turn. <laughs> okay, who am I? Uh, um, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll start like you two did, okay? Um, I look at my life in decades, okay? That's how old I am, okay? <laughs> um, so going back when I was a child, just, you know, middle-class family, okay? You know, um older sister just the two of us in the family okay in terms of, of the children um yeah nothing exceptional okay nothing you know horrendous you know no difficulties okay teenager um bit of a nerd well no a lot of a nerd okay like yeah you know, <laughs> back when nerds were not were not you know popular all right um but yeah just you know again you know typical t- teenage years i guess okay my 20s you know in, in university i went uh when i was a you know a teenager okay and you know, did 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 well. Okay, you know, um, did a couple years of science and went to law school and graduated. Okay, had some great friends and such. Okay, my twenties were phenomenal. I did my master's in in, in in law as well. Okay, phenomenal year overseas. Just you know, wonderful. You know, you know, ten years in, in my twenties. Okay, then my thirties hit. Okay, life changed drastically. My father died at age, at age fifty nine in nineteen ninety two. Okay. My mother was a widow at the age of 53. I was 31. Okay. His passing changed my everyday life. And that's when depression started to creep in. Okay. Slowly. And I didn't see it as, as depression. I didn't get it. Okay. Back then, this was not discussed like we're talking about mental health now. Okay. Um, and, and lawyers certainly did not talk about this kind of stuff. We just did not go there. Okay. So 
I just I had a horrible, miserable life, and I lived with it, okay, and I worked hard, and I put my time in. I had the so-called trappings of success, okay, hosts on the lake, vehicles, vacations, an incredible, exceptional, phenomenal girlfriend, okay, who I lost through my depression, okay, and that's my biggest regret. That's a tough one sometimes still, okay. Um, and then I was diagnosed finally by my family doctor on March 7th of 2011. I mean, 2003, sorry. Um, and I spent a half hour with my family doctor one morning. Now, a half hour with the family doctor, that's a long stretch. Usually it's like five minutes. Okay, you're in and out. Okay, you get a prescription and, and, and off you go. He sat with me for half an hour and we talked about what I was, what I was going through. And uh, he had been my family doctor, my, my family's doctor for like 30 years or so. So um, and he, he got it. Okay. Um, now that was on a Friday morning. I left his office and went, and went back to, to my office and practiced law like I was doing. Okay. The following Tuesday evening at my sister's house in Halifax. Okay. Um, I had a breakdown, what I call a mental breakdown. I just went to pieces on, on, on her sofa. Um, and I spent the next three months pretty much in, in, in bed. Okay. I'm um, just, just, uh, nothing, nothing functioning in my head at all. Okay. And logically, it was difficult because as, as a lawyer, I, I, I thought logically checklists and protocols and procedures and then just, just, just how, how I thought. Okay. And then here I am in bed. So from a Friday, work practicing at a high level, following Tuesday evening in bed, like logically nothing made sense to me. Okay. Depression and logic don't go together. Okay. Um, and but I found myself in, 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 in that dark place, okay? Um, I went to weekly, weekly therapy for two years, monthly therapy for a year thereafter. Um, I had two friends help me. My immediate family were phenomenal, my mother, my sister, husband, and, and their two children, okay? I say immediate because those were the ones who helped me, the ones beyond that just vanished. Okay. I had two friends help. Okay. Now I'm a lawyer in a small city in Nova Scotia. Okay. Um, I knew lots of people, lots of people knew me. Okay. The, the two people who, who came forth to help, not my inner circle of friends, but beyond. Okay. Both of whom said to me, Keith, I don't know what to do, but we'll figure it out. Okay. One would, would come around and take me for a drive around the city. If I left the house, that was, we, we would celebrate that. I left the house to do something. And that's what he would, that's how he helped me. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, but I learned that, that that's, I don't like the word stigma. Okay. It's discrimination in my opinion. Okay. And maybe that'll be another podcast that we do hopefully. Um, yeah. But, but stigma is a common word that, that's, that's used. And if I'd had a heart attack or cancer, there would have been a queue at lunchtime and after work for people to see me. No question. Okay. Depression was like, ooh, okay. You know, we don't go there. Okay. And I, I remember the, the Bar Society here knows asked me to write an, an article for the monthly magazine about what I had been through. So I said, sure, yeah, I did. Okay. Submitted it. And it was published in their, their monthly magazine. And I had some lawyers write saying, what are you doing? We don't do that stuff. We don't talk about that stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, we do. Okay. Um, I may have been one of the first, but we, yeah, we started it. 
the, the conversation began, okay? Um, and that's like 12 years ago now. So, you know, um, so when we get the, the, uh, a platform like Worth Living has become, hopefully, okay, um, and we have this opportunity to share journeys, I think it's, you know, all critical that we do so. Um, you know, our voices need to be heard. And that's been a big, a big you know, passion of mine, a big mission of mine, okay, that that, that we be heard in, 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 in workplaces, okay, in universities, in, in uh, yeah, I mean, I, over the years, I, I was invited, to, for example, to sit on committees in mental health. I looked around the table, okay, and I'd be the only one with, with, with the experience. I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm not a token, okay, you know, be prepared, people, okay, <laughs> and, and how I am and how I work is, is, is what I used to do. I would just sit back and watch and listen for a while, kind of get a lay of the land, if you will. And then I would start talking, okay, and putting it forth, okay, you know, what somebody with, with mental health challenges, you know, has, has experienced, has learned, um, and, and where we go, you know, how it, and, and, you know, you know, I would make, you know, the, my voice be heard there. So when I hear you, Kat, and you, Katie, you know, this evening talking like you are, it's phenomenal. Okay, and uh, and I, I think it's you know you're so strong. Okay, and 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 you know I, I'm proud of you that we can all come together well, like, and, like this right now and and, and discuss these these important yeah. topics. Okay, they're critical. I mean, we wouldn't be here without you either. Like, I mean, we'd be here yeah. today, but we wouldn't be able to share our voice on a platform like worth living without you and like like you said the mental health culture has completely changed and like how whatever i had to deal with with friends and family and stuff was nowhere like how you dealt with only two friends and a girlfriend ending it while you're depressed like guys that's super like strong of you to talk about i never talk about relationships Mm -hmm. when i talk about my dark times it's because a lot of it would make me sad to talk about (laughs) yeah yeah, and I think um, what's also been really great with Worth Living as well, I found that whenever I shared any article that I would write, um, I would often get people private messaging me, like people I knew and people who I didn't really know, sure. who would just say, oh my goodness, like, I didn't know you went through that. I've been through that. I know someone mm-hmm. who's been through that. And I'm like, I'm just so happy to see someone's actually talking about mm-hmm. it and not just keeping it to themselves. Yeah. So I think that's a really special part of Worth Living and other platforms like Worth Living where you can share your stories and have people feel connected. And Katie, you specifically do a great job of being blunt, honest, and open, which I think definitely helps a lot of people. It helps me want to do it more because it's hard for me to sometimes to talk about the stuff that I don't want to talk about. It's fun to talk about my crazy manic adventures, but it's not fun to talk about self-harm at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I I think that an issue that we're dealing with right now in the mental health community is that there are some topics that we're totally okay to talk about because they're socially acceptable, are becoming socially acceptable. But then there are some other areas that are still not socially acceptable. For sure. Mm, Definitely. Yeah. Well, we're we're, we're knocking down the walls, I think. Okay. And and Katie, when you said you you would hear from people, okay, you say like, you know, I've been there or, or my friend's been there after reading what you wrote about your own journey. Okay. I, I've, I've had the same responses all the times. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's yeah. something, okay. That, you know, if we share, okay. Others will say, I can share as well. I can talk about it openly. 
because I will not be judged. I will not be criticized or made fun of. Okay, you know, and I think that's why one another reason why what we're doing here here this evening is so critical. You know, it's something yeah. you can feel like mm-hmm. they're not alone. That, yeah, that, well. you know, they're accepted somewhere. You know, they're they're welcome somewhere. Okay, I think that's part of what we you know what we do as well. Yeah, so. definitely. You're welcome. You'll be praised for speaking out. You can ask questions. It's a safe space. Like. Worth living is the place to be for mental health in my eyes. Well, good to hear mm-hmm. that. I agree. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I, 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 yeah, you made my day, people. Okay. <laughs> the two of you, okay. Like, yeah. But, no, I just hear that this is, yeah, important to do. Okay. So, yeah, I, I thank both of you tonight, okay, for contributing like you do. Okay. Um, for the three of us, went, I think, went so incredibly well. Okay. Yeah. We shared openly. Okay, we're honest, we're blunt, if you will, almost. Okay, yeah. we're, we're, and and that's what, what we want to do in, you know, with future podcasts as well. Okay? Definitely. And what people don't Absolutely. really know is we don't practice these. We don't have a, a set dialogue. We're not staring a each script. other down. <laughs> like, this is a real conversation we're having. And I think that's really yeah. cool. It can get techy and weird, and there could be background noises, but it's important because this is what, this is literally what mental health looks like. We're, this I'm in a reality. bedroom talking with my glasses on and, and pajamas. Like this is mental health. No <laughs> yeah. lights, shiny cameras, none of that. Yeah. We are. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, Katie. Yes. No. no, I said, Oh yeah. No, I, I think even just, it's so important to highlight, like we all have our own challenges even right now. Like I can talk about my journey and say that I went through all these things, but I'm still going through these sure. things. Yeah. Like, even during COVID, like mm-hmm. I recently triggered my anorexia in a big way. And now I'm trying to deal with the repercussions of that. Sure. So it's like, it's so nice to talk about these subjects with you guys, because, you know, again, it makes me feel less alone while I'm going through what I'm going through. Sure. Sure. I agree. I don't think a single person who's ever shared their story in a welcoming environment has regretted it. So, no. I mean, I no. certainly have not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Great know. first podcast for the three of us. Yeah, phenomenal. I yeah. Think, okay, yeah. Um, I, I, based on this, okay, just our little discussion just now at the end of this, um, it's clear we have lots to discuss in the future. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I look forward to that for sure. Okay. So, Katie, Kat, thanks very much again, okay, for your time and for your, your experience and knowledge that you put forth and shared. Okay, super. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, great. Thanks now. All right. Do this right, again bye. soon. Take care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye.